I'm Scott Cooper, and welcome to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Matchplay. In this episode, I welcome Nacho Larich of CSA Becas International. Nacho discusses his journey from Argentina, playing for a large club, Boca Juniors, to finding his way to college in the United States. He finished at the University of Vermont and began working for CSA Becas, where he helps international students find a home at universities in the U.S in addition to continuing his playing career in Europe. Nacho was a pleasure to have on the podcast. His enthusiasm for what he's doing is contagious. If you're enjoying the podcast and find it valuable, please consider visiting buymeacoffee.com matchplay. These small donations collectively help offset costs and other expenses associated with production of the podcast so I can continue to offer this service for free. Please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. This is a huge help. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on social media as well. The links can be found at matchplayrecruit.com. That's good then. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's, let's run this back, right? We, uh, we did this once, and, uh, and it, for whatever reason, my old self couldn't figure out, couldn't get the technology right. So, you know, whatever. I didn't say that. You're saying that. I didn't say that. <laughs> no, you said that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, thank you for, for redoing this. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, su- super valuable for um, anyone who's listened to this who's, you know, overseas. So, um, yeah, Nacho, tell me what the company that you work for is and, and what it does in general. And then we can jump into some specific questions too. So the company is called College Sport of America. Um, it's a company that was founded in the United States in California and then it started opening different franchises all over the world. I mean, offices all over the world, like South mm-hmm. America, Central America, Europe. Pretty much uh, what we do is we are the bridge that connects the athlete with the universities in the United States. We work with different sports. Of course, it depends really like the country, you know, like that that we work like uh, according to the amount of kids that we're going to be sending off some specific sport. Let's say, for example, in Argentina, we don't really play baseball a lot or softball, those kind of sports. So we don't really send kids like from, from baseball stuff. We mostly like work on soccer. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that, that's pretty much what we do. We like connect the, the all the athletes, like especially soccer with the university in the United States and we like help them with the process of finding schools, like scholarships, uh, all that mission process, mm-hmm. visas, like all, all the all the process until like that involves getting the kid to the uh, to the United States. And mm-hmm. we work with the men's and the women's side, both sides. Um Women's, the women's side is expanding a lot in, in Argentina, like the soccer. Uh, it became pro like three or four years ago, I think. And it's expanded a lot. Like the level became really, really good. But mostly we work with guys. Um, and yeah, like, you know, Argentina has a really good soccer level. Uh, and yeah, now we help them off with the process until until they get to, to the school. Right. So um, what's your process to like, develop relationships with colleges and you know how are you making those connections for kids how are you choosing which school is the best fit for kids too i mean uh something like i mean the, the process of how we we work is we 
So once we have the kit profile, we put it on a software that is like a specific, like it's a software for with like from the company. And with that software, we like in, like we send it to the to all the universities that are affiliated to the company and are like <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> uh, then we start receiving offers from the kit, like from the schools that are going to have mm-hmm. the kit, the specific scholarships that they're willing to to give. And uh, and yeah, and then like we show them like in in real time like every time that there's like an interest or an offer or something that like for, for like the kid and we tell hey like you got like the interest of this school hey you got the interest of this school then with all those offers or like with all those interests i sit down with the kid and his family and like we like i mean it's kind of like my part of the job like analyze all of them uh like each specific school like in terms of like location number of students league that they, like the that they play like uh rank coaching stuff like do like a whole like kind of PowerPoint presentation of each each of them, uh, mm-hmm. and then the kid pretty much with his family or her family like they decide like tell me yes this one we have the interest this one no this one we do this one no so with all the one that they have interest we set up a call with the with the coaching stuff uh, and yeah that will like after we set up the the, the the call with the coaching stuff. Then it's up to the family. Of course, we give them our advice and what we think is the best for them. But it's, they they decide like which schools they want to they want to go. Right, and so like, what is kind of the priority? How are you prioritizing? You know, sport, academics, location. You know, social. Like, how are the kids? Are it's, are you helping them with that, or is that up to them? So. Uh, it really depends. It really depends on the person. Like we work in a very personalized way, so like uh, it really depends on the person. Some persons prioritize more the level that they they are gonna be playing. Mm-hmm. Some other persons prioritize more the scholarship that they're getting. For our, I'm talking about like South America, a specific like it's not like a super wealthy uh, region. So like uh, like sometimes like they decide. Yeah, I know maybe school is not the best but it's the one that they're giving the best scholarship so like i would go there first the good thing about the company is that our services last for all the years that they're going to be in college so for any 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 like for anything that they need like could be transfer it could be talking us with the coaching staff could be help them with like any whatever like could be for whatever uh, so we have a lot of kids that start like I don't know, like in a junior college, and they, they transfer to a Division One. We have now like it's going to to a Division One school. We have plenty of those kids. Like they start in one place for any specific reason, and then they maybe it could be English, it could be for any reason, and then after that, like they transfer to like a better institution that gives them the scholarship that they look and the level that and the competition that they're looking for. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is there is there a certain division that you know you're finding that kids typically from other countries are kind of getting into or is it all you know pretty diverse across the divisions so we we, we try and we, to work with some specific like players profile like that mm-hmm. we know that they play like in a good division and we know that they're like uh, they can play uh, we work with some kids that like maybe are looking for like as well, but mostly we work with like high profit players. Uh, 
and yeah, and you know, like usually they go to either Division One, Division Two, NAAs, or maybe like for some specific reason, maybe level of English or mm-hmm. very like low budget, like or no budget at all. Like maybe they start like in a junior college and then they transfer to a Division One or Division Two mm-hmm. or on NAA. So like, but but yeah, mostly we work with those leagues. We do work with some three schools as well that make, that are, we know the programs pretty well. Like and they like. Uh, and it's a good place maybe like for, for some kids, but uh, mostly we work with those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as I've like had more and more conversations, I've, you know, talked to some coaches who, you know, they'll bring in internationals and then if they don't work out, then they kind of part ways with them. So it's good to know that you keep working with kids, you know, student athletes as they're progressing through their careers. Cause the transfer world is such a huge part of college sports now that, um, you know, and that's yeah, that, that we tell them before, uh, they don't, uh, I mean, in Argentina, it's like a different, I'm saying Argentina, like South America, I'm saying Argentina always because I put myself like, a, like as, as yeah. an example of like my, the process that I lived, but like in general, South America, Central America, Europe, have more like a mentality of like going to a place and stay there. We'll see like going to a place, then going to somewhere else or like something like that. You know, we like yeah. our, our mentality is not really that. But yeah, I tell them all the time like, hey, like this is like a point to start. Doesn't mean that you're going to finish here. It's just like you're going to start, mm-hmm. you're going to start here and maybe you stay here throughout the years. Maybe like you want more competition, maybe whatever. Like, yeah, could be any right. risk. Like there's a chance of him like, or her wanting to transfer, and we're gonna be there for you to help you in that in that in that process of transfer. Maybe he or she don't like the school, or could be like a thousand reasons, you know, like of of education. Yeah. You know, maybe they are not happy with education. They are not happy with the team. They are not happy with the coaching staff. You know, like being being an athlete involves yeah. a lot of parts. You know, just like uh, not just the school, like also like the 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 soccer part, like in a specific of like the coaches and stuff like that so like uh, it's something like the system that they play or like it could be like there are like a thousand different like factors that could like determine how like a kid wanted to transfer uh we want to make sure that they know that they can count us as of course during the process but uh, after they're there like while the moment that they're there they can count us to to transfer as well right so let's just say that you know i'm from uh, uh uruguay and You're you know I don't know. I I feel like Forlan, you know. (laughs) Um, No, but like, you know, my English isn't great. And, you know, but I'm a decent student and I'm a good player, you know, good, strong center back or whatever. And like, (laughs) but my English is is, is an issue at this point. So how do you work with that to find spots for those for that profile, so to speak. Okay, so uh, mainly what we do as soon as as soon as the kids start, uh, we do like a like an like a test like to orient us like the level of the the, the kid's English like the, the English level of the kid. So that mm. with that score, then we're like, okay, like do we need to work or do we or we, he's gonna he or she are gonna be good for the for the Duolingo or TOEFL that they need to take. Um, 
if if the English is not good enough, we'll like help them with the preparation. Like you take the the TOEFL or Duolingo. If still the English is not good enough, there are like plenty of schools that have accept you with no English or even like with a like, really low score. Like to, mm-hmm. mainly there are like uh, like junior colleges that work with this like this system that they accept you with pretty much like very very low like English scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's why I I also believe that it's for for the people that don't speak English really well, like maybe like a junior college would be like a great sport to start, like great spot to to start, because mm-hmm. classes are a little bit easier, and you know like they don't require a lot of things for admissions. Like it's a like you know like once they're insert like in the in the university and they get like like the routine of like the university and of like during the season after the season everything then like. Like they want to transfer, they want to do something else. Like the English is not really a problem, to be honest. Like we we always find solutions to, to yeah. either through a preparation, like a hard preparation, or it could be just like by okay, let's start right. here in college and then we we transfer it somewhere else. Yeah. So as your experience, um, you know, you grew up in Argentina. Um, what was your experience in finding a spot in the U.S.? Did you use a service or did you do it independently? So I, I, I mean, I did use the service, but it was not the best, the one that I used. So that's why I started working for CSA because I, I knew that it was like a, it was a really, really big organization, a really, really good the way of how they work. And mm-hmm. their our philosophy uh, match with the same life philosophy that I have that is like looking in a long term for the kid and but long term as well, and help them throughout the process, and help them like with everything they need that they want to, they 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 have, you know, and you know, like I arrived there with like eh, a little bit uncertain, like I didn't know some stuff that I would have liked, to know. and and that's the main thing that we do, and like the, for me, it's like a priority, like try to tell them. Okay, sometimes you know it can be massive information, but I would rather have him all the information in the table, and like then pick. With that information, that like omit information. I don't like that. That's not the way of how we operate. That's not the way of how I operate as a person. Mm-hmm. So I would just tell them, hey, this is how it works. This is the leagues. This is like how it's gonna be. Like this is hard. The semester divided. Like so, the, like the kid arrives with like all the information possible. Of course, he or she find out more stuff. Like you know, each school is like like a. Yeah, they they are like an own world, like you know, like they have different ways of process stuff, do stuff, you know. But like, I, I like to like the person to arrive and know where they are, know how it works, like know kind of everything, and and we help them with pretty much everything, you know. If they want to, for example, like internationals are allowed to work uh, inside the campus. Uh, that's like legally, like F one visa that they that we receive allows us to work inside the campus twenty hours per week. So. We help them like okay. This is what you have to do. This is where you have to apply. This is like in order to like get a job. This is what you have to do in order to get a social security number. This is what you have to do in order to get a bank account. And this is what you have to do to get a driver license. So like we are kind of like parents, like in the process of like everything, you know. And but yeah, we yeah. love what we do, and I love what I do. It's like transmitting a little bit of my experience uh, to the kids that are like you know that to make their life like as easy as possible and like. Uh, and to, uh, and then like I want them to f- to accomplish and uh, their dreams, you know. That's what makes me makes me the happy yeah. most. Yeah. So what um, 
What do you think is like the typical motivation for wanting for kids wanting to come to the U.S. to go to college to play soccer? You know, what drives them in that direction? It's a really good question. Um, so, after many years of like research, I mean, research that I did while I started working in the company, I was like, what, like before going there, I found that the only system that like allow you to like pursue a, a soccer career. And an academic career is in the United States that are like both in the same place and like they are both connected, you know. To go, for example, we also work with some universities in Spain, like and, and around the world as well. But like the, the the difficult way or the difficult part is like to combine both, you know. Like when I was in Argentina, for example, I was training like the first team, and 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 it was impossible like to match classes with like games, with like trainings, with like all that part. It was really hard because I, I know if I had to travel like in the middle of the week and I had a game and I had to miss class or I had to meet a test or I had to miss something, they're like the professor is like, meh, I'm sorry, you know, like it's not like nothing that we can do, you know. Uh, and I was playing a really good level. So like imagine if you actually play like in a low level. You know? So like that that was that what drove me and like motivated me to say, hey, like if, and, and I also feel like in the United States they really like uh, help the athlete like really want the athlete to keep doing their sports, you know? Like, I feel like sometimes in other countries, they're like, you have to choose <laughs> either one or the other one. They're not helping you to, like, actually, like, develop yourself, like, in a in a double way, you know? Like, they're forced to stop doing one. And and that's what I love about the, the American system, the fact that you guys... And, I, and the fact of giving them scholarships means, like, so much for... It's, like, an investment, of course, that the university is doing. And, like, it's kind of like giving them, like, a... Like a, so many years of a lot of yeah, dedication, hard work, discipline of like, okay, this is what like your reward, you know, like so many years. Okay, this is your scholarship, and uh, can be hundred percent, can be ninety percent, can be eighty five percent, whatever. But like, this is all your years of like eh, that you gave to the sport of discipline. This is your re- your reward, you know. And and yeah, I feel like that's that that system is unique in the world. Now, um, what's a kid? Goes, I see a kid, but I mean, they're adults by then. Um, it's just, it kind of just helps. I don't know. I don't know why I keep using that word, but um, once they're done with college and they're, you know, graduate hopefully and, and they're done with their career, you know, what's the path to stay in the United States to work um, or do, do a lot of uh, student athletes go back to their countries? You know, what's the, what are the paths that are available to them? So after you... Other than going professional. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it could be, yeah. Uh, yeah. So after, after you finish your college career, uh, either you go pro, could be a way, like you go pro mm-hmm. over, could go pro in the United States, could go pro in the CPL, like, you know, like, could go mm-hmm. pro countries like, like in Europe, Australia, like, oh, you know, now the markets are like crazy and like, and you know, like, there are scouters from all over the world watching mm-hmm. the in college. Uh, like that kid from Syracuse was bought for Leicester City, like straight from Syracuse, go to Leicester City, and like then they took him along to to the Belgium yeah. league. So that that is telling us like how how many scouters are watching like the college soccer. So like becoming a pro is a, like a, a is is a really big chances. If not. They have the opportunity to do. Uh, it's called OPT, uh, which allow you to stay in the United States in something that you like. You like it's related to 
major. Um, and the numbers of OPT is determined by like what you studied. If it's something related, it's like it's around two, three years. If it's something more related to business and stuff like that, it's like one or two years. Uh, I would say one more. Uh, and that's that's after that. Then you do the OPT. After the OPT, you have uh, that. Then is either the the company that were work that you were working for. If you work really well and that you deserve it they're going to sponsor you and they're going to give you a work visa if not then like you know like you have to look for a job or like in another part the good thing is you know like in the the united states degree opens you the door to like the world you know because uh, the universities are very prestige like multinational companies like are looking for people like this you know like people that left their houses went to another country, had an experience, speaks another language, you know, those things, play sports, because, you know, like, playing sport gives you that, that like, like, work in teams and work ethics and, like, discipline and all that, and that's, like, the, the kind of, like, profile that companies are looking. So, so yeah, like, our kids, like, they're, like, that they're graduated, if they didn't go pro, they're, like, working for, like, Nike or, like, companies, like, really good organizations that around the world you know so uh yeah it could be it could go anywhere you know uh, my yeah. best friend he didn't go with the company but my best friend is working now for cartier in in switzerland you know uh you say it's an italian it's an italian guy so you, you like, uh, like uh, with a degree from the united states you can go wherever like to work to be honest cool um let's get into your story um so start off in in argentina Tell us about what it's like playing youth soccer there, and you know there, there's a there's a famous a few famous players that have come from there, so uh, it's a pretty prestigious uh, <laughs> development system there. So tell us what's going on down there in Argentina. Yeah, so I mean, as you know, like soccer is like a is like the number one thing for everyone. <laughs> it's like people just leave soccer, like Brazilian soccer is like. Soccer is life, you know, like you see, like once you land in Argentina, like, I don't know if you ever had the chance to go, if not, like you're invited, we can go together. It's like, you're going to see like soccer everywhere, you know, in the street, in the walls, like paints, like people play in the street soccer, parks. It's like, it's soccer. Like the country should be called soccer instead of, instead of Argentina. (laughs) It's like crazy. Uh, Yeah. Like as a, like as a, every, every young kid, I start playing soccer in the streets and, like my my dad then like I started playing then I I went to uh I was born in Buenos Aires so then uh a team so in Buenos Aires is something that you call you play kind of futsal like growing up yeah uh, so you get like technique and like you play like small size and all that so yeah it's like the kind of like the Boca Academy uh, for futsal that is called Club Parque uh, like found me and like they took me there. Uh, when I was good, <laughs> now I'm not that good anymore. But I used to be good. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so they took me there. I played there for for three, two or three years, and then they took. Then after that, you transition to like an eleven eleven field, and so I started doing like I started playing for the Boca Juniors Academy, and I played for the Boca Juniors Academy for like five years, and and it was crazy. Like I mean, the day that like they called they like they. they told me that I was going to go because of course like there are so many kids train and like there's like it's right. of kids like in Argentina, South America even around the world, Asian people and African people go to try there 
and and that day was like amazing like my because my family like they're all Boca Juniors fan like my grandfather was a Boca Junior fan my dad is a Boca Junior fan my two brothers Boca Junior uncles Cassie everyone uh, yeah so it was like it was crazy like having like a kid that was playing the academy you know like uh, and yeah then I started playing for the academy then my family for some reasons uh, they decided to move to another state in the north it's called Tucumán. Uh, so I moved there. I played one year for like a team, local team there, and then I I was young, so I didn't really have the chance to stay in Buenos Aires playing for Boca. That's why like they, I could have stayed with my grandpa with one of the options. Now I kind of regret it, but like in the moment I thought it was the right choice to go with my parents. And yeah. even though they gave me like the opportunity like to do what I wanted to do, like they were always very open minded in that sense and gave me like the. You know, gave me the keys to open any door that I wanted. You know, and and I always uh, I have a big gratitude for my parents for that. Then after a year, I I went to play to Rosario Central. I went in a trial there, and I went to play to Rosario Central. That is like, like the Rosario where Messi is from. Uh, that is in Santa Fe. I played there for like one year. I live in the residency for players. Uh, I was very far from my parents. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a really cool experience. I was like 15 years old. Uh, and I learn a lot, like in a in a lot of ways, you know, like uh, you're yourself, like how to live by yourself, like how to mm-hmm. like time, and uh, how to just live by yourself, you know, like and in a really young ages, uh, you know, like helps you a lot, like for the rest of your life. I feel like you know, uh, yep. of course, there are like happy moments, sad moments, sad moments that you feel lonely, sad moments that you just want to say. You know what? Whatever, like I would just like give up. But that those are like the little moments that make you stronger. Like those are the little moments that I see now, and working and like even like still playing. Uh, that like you know like gives me that like uh, extra. You know, like and I feel that I, that advantage that I have uh, towards other people. You know, so like uh, I appreciate like doing that like in the past. Then. I went to they, then I went back to Tucumán uh, because the local team became I mean it was pro in the moment but they they start competing in the national league so I went back there and I started playing there and the, uh, until I went to like all the years until I went to the first team uh, it's called Atlético Tucumán and I trained with the first team a couple of times uh, and yeah like I was like sign or sign like the first contract sign or sign the first contract and then like. Uh, my after I finished high school, the truth like after I finished high school, my mom told me like you have one year that you can gap here, do whatever you want, train as much as you want, do all like the possible things to become a pro. If you don't, then next year you will start college. So after I did that gap year, then the next year I started college and it was impossible. Like I couldn't match those things. I I was like I was this close to like leave soccer or or just tell my mom to like. You know what? Like I'm leaving the house because I'm gonna just play soccer. So it was like either one or both. So yeah. So like I I found this opportunity of going to the states and and yeah and then then soccer took me to to the United States. Yeah. And so what was that like? <clears throat> what was that experience like coming from? I mean, you'd already left home when you were younger to go live in, in residency with a team, and um, like you were basically a pro you know so you know what was it like um 
you know, coming to the U.S., leaving your country and, you know, just being, I mean, you're, you have the personality that I'm sure you were fine, but like, what was that like, um, you know, to make that transition and, and try to adapt to, you know, a, a different game really um, yeah. in the yeah. U.S.? Yeah, no, I mean, it's hard, uh, but I also feel like the United States is so used to receiving internationals. The schools, like itself, are like so used to receiving internationals that like they do such a great job, like to make them feel like they are with them. You know, like of course the company makes a good job in that, but like it's also the mm-hmm. university that is part, like providing them anything that they need. You know, so right. yeah. What I, I mean, of course, sometimes you feel lonely. Of course, sometimes you need anything, but. You know, like university is always like with you, you know, and giving you like the, your hand and like tell you this is like the way, you know. So, um, the the hardest part was like the first semester, the English probably like I didn't have a really good English, so the communication was hard, like the understanding was hard, like you know, like with the, I mean, coaches or something they want to tell you something, someone has to translate you so that you actually get it. So like that part, like it was like the hardest in the beginning, but like. Uh, after the first semester, I was totally fine. Like, it was just, you know, the first semester of adapting myself to a new place, to an environment, to new people, to a new language, to a new culture. And, you know, like, inside the United States, you also have, like, different cultures as well, like, according, like, north, south, like, west, uh, east. Like, you know, like, so it's, like, adapting yourself also, like, where you're going to. Um, But I love the experience, man. Like, that's the reason of why I, 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 I do... I do this work. I mean, I, I, I'm working for this organization is because I love, I, I love the experience. I enjoy it so much. And I try to tell the kids like to, to do it because when I was in Argentina, like, um, it was like, it's really like hard in terms of like your mind to like imagine up there. Like it sounds like it's impossible. Uh, and then like, it's not a hard, like to be honest, like the process is not a hard. I mean, pretty much the company does everything. Uh, and and it's not that that crazy, you know, like to to go there, you know. So like, uh, part of my job is to motivate the kids to tell them do it. Believe me, it's a good experience, and you're gonna love it. And yeah, like, hundred percent of the kids that go with us, they graduate. Hundred percent of the kids that they go with us receive scholarships. Hundred percent of the kids ha- happy life uh, during college and after college. Like, like we we are happy for that. We are happy that we do a great job, and we're happy that they can live. A lot of kids work for their for the company as well, like doing the same thing that I do. Like they tell their experience, they share what they did, like what they had. So like, uh, yeah, like it's hard in the beginning, but like it's like like everything, you know. Like after you get used to like a new place, you, you don't want to live, you know. Like in the moment, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I left the country. Then like I signed my my professional contract in the base when I left, but. Yeah, it was a it was a really nice it was a really nice place. I adjust myself to the culture very well. I adjust myself to Amer to American people, international in general, for sure from all over the world. But I adjust myself very well. Uh, but not just myself. Like every kid that goes there, they adjust very well to like to the United States. So, did you study English before you left Argentina? Nah, barely. I mean, I did like study, but like you know how it is when you are like in. in, in I mean, before high school, during high school, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, imagine myself. I was like, the, like, you know, like very problematic, like in school. Like, <laughs> I would never study. I was like, you know, so yeah, I mean, did I you study? You got in trouble for talking, didn't you? <laughs> what? 
You got in trouble for talking, didn't you? When the teacher I'm talking, responding, like yeah, all over <laughs> fightings, like all, all, all anything that you can imagine. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. No. Uh, I mean, technically, I took classes, and yes, but like, did I learn English? No. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how did you pick it up so quickly? I mean, I, I don't know how quickly you picked it up, but you speak it very well now. I mean, what was that? like for you, you know, obviously you kind of had to do it to get by. So, yeah, I mean, uh, when I got there, I was yeah, a little bit like the first thing when you learn a new language and like, it's like you, I mean, it really depends on personality, like the first personality, but like the first thing you like, you want to do mistakes, you you want to like speak like very fast or like you, like you're scared of like making mistakes, you know, because you would think the other person would think you're like, sorry for the word but like dumb or like sort of you're like you you know i i don't want to look like like that you know so you want to embarrass yourself or put yourself in that situation but uh after that first semester i was like you know what like these people like i mean it would be the same thing if i see someone trying spanish and speaking you know i would feel so proud of that person for trying to learn a new language yeah. I, I would never think that a person is uh i don't know whatever even if like, they say yeah. muerto instead of muerto yeah, no, I just maybe that, but like, yeah, I mean, I love people that try like to like learn a new yeah. language and like go abroad, like make a new experience. But, like, I have so much, so much uh, respect for those people. So, yeah, yeah, so like after my first semester, I said, you know what, like, if someone wants to laugh or how I speak, they can laugh all they want, you know. So, and after yeah. I lost that fear, I started learning much more, I started practicing more, I started hanging out more and like with people. I feel the best way to practice, to be honest, is like by just speaking and like being around with people, you know, like that's, I feel is the easiest way. So yeah. after like, I, I, the, the moment that I actually like learned the most was with my first American girlfriend that I had. So because I spoke a lot of English all the time, texting, speaking, mm-hmm. like going for dinners, like stuff like that. And uh, the first times were like hard, but then after like, eventually like, uh, I, I, you know, like eventually they, they, I, I learned it, uh, but and then yeah, after that, I keep making mistakes, of course, but I try to learn a little bit every day, new words, new ways to say stuff, and, and yeah, I, I lost that fear of of making mistakes, and that helped me too for like like next languages that I like they learn as well, like uh, mm-hmm. that helped me too. Yeah, so you you live in Italy now? Are you learning? You're learning Italian, I'm assuming. I learned Italian. Yeah, Italian was easier because uh, Italian is similar to Spanish. So it was easier. But I lived there in the United States since I, I live with some Brazilians and I ensure team with some Brazilians. I learned Portuguese as well. So, so yeah, like, you know, like once you get there, like opens you so many doors and like so many, I mean, yeah. that, that, the, the, they share different culture with like so many people. Like it's amazing. Like mm-hmm. that, that's for me the best part of like the experience, you know, of course you can go yeah. pro you can have a degree of course like but the contact that you're gonna have the friends that you're gonna make those things for me are like invaluable like in my opinion because in mm-hmm. there where it's like about connecting and making connections so uh yeah. that that's how i see the world like at least uh, and, and you know like as many connections that you have like in different countries makes you like you know like uh, gives you more opportunities and opens you more more doors you know yeah um there's something I was going to, oh, so your company, um, it doesn't just do South America and it, it, you 
you guys serve Europe and, and other parts of the world, correct? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, so like, how does a, how does a student athlete connect with you guys just through the so, website or? So yeah, so usually how they connect is through social media, uh, CSS, uh, CSA Vegas International is a social media, CSA Vegas that's how it's social media. That's actually how they connect. They like they uh, feel like the for, I don't know how to say formulary is the word like the uh, uh, form. The, yeah, yeah, the form that they they, they we have there in the in the caption of social media. Uh, mm-hmm. And then like now after so many years, of course we run marketing campaigns as well. And but after so many years, also that like, we have like people that recommend us like a friend that heard about us or someone that traveled with us that say, hey, like, I have this, this person that asked about the process. Or so, like, so, like, most of the people that arrive to us is, like, through recommendations as well. Uh, that means also makes us really happy because it means that we're really doing a really good job, like, for the people that we are sending. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much how we do it. Then we analyze a little bit of the profiles and, like, we, like, we move forward if the if the profile is good, you know? Cool. Um, Hello? Right. I just, uh, yeah, I'm here. Can you see me? Can yeah, you hear I, me? I lost you for a second. Okay. Yeah, I think it was still recording, but I hit something under the desk and it, uh, no who knows what happened. My big feet. Um, I think we got everything on that. So um, what am I missing? What haven't I asked you about what you guys do and... Um, all that good stuff. Oh, I feel like you do a great job. You could work in the in the New York Times or something like that as a journalist. I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe it was we really did it. You know, <laughs> did a, a great job. I feel like uh, you asked me about yeah. everything. Um, yeah, like for me, yeah, it's about that. You know, it's about like making the kids happy and like making their family happy and like giving them opportunities. Mostly, like, they want to leave their countries, you know, and they, like, uh, you know, like, they want to, like, look, like, pursue something else in their life, you know, and and going to college, I feel like it's a way to, like, giving you, like, a, like a second opportunity in terms of, oh, oh my God, sorry, <laughs> uh, giving you, like, a double opportunity in terms of uh, uh, in doing, like, an academic career while you do a soccer career. So, like, the fact that you can do both disciplines uh, at the same time and with the same level, because of course you're getting like a really high education and a really good like uh, soccer, you know. Of course, from coming from Argentina, like I didn't really know the soccer, the level, like the leagues, the divisions, like especially the level. That was the thing that concerned me the most. Like I didn't know, like you know, like how good it was gonna be. I thought like college in America was like, like playing with my friends, you know, and. And then, yeah, like, you f- you go there and you find, like, the level is really high. You have people from all over the world are playing a really good academy. It's like Alfredo, that is the person that connects us, like, in front of the Betis Academy, like, that is in the United States. G- Giorgio is one of the guys that I met, like, this summer, too. Like, he played for Atalanta. Then I had a friend that played with me that played for Real Madrid. I play against people that play for Bayern Munich. Like, you found people, like, from all over the world and with that play in really good academies, that play in a really high level, and that is making the league so competitive and I feel like for the next years if it's going this if it's going this evolution I feel like every year is gonna be more and more competitive and they're gonna be better and better players playing in college. 
uh, and yeah, and, and I feel it's a really good place to go there, develop, grow as a person and as a player. Since, of course, like the school is bringing, like, is providing you everything, you know, like the facilities are, I mean, f coming from Europe, like, I, I feel still the same, but coming from Argentina, like, for us, like, it's like crazy, like the facilities, you know, and like, like crazy. And I feel like Europeans think the same way, that the, like the American facilities are crazy too. But for Argentinians, like, we have a, I mean, not even pro teams have the facilities. Like, first division teams don't even have the facilities that I had, like, at UVM, for example. Like, yeah. the gym, like, the, like, locker rooms, like, stuff like that. Like, not even first division teams. So, yeah, the facilities are crazy. We, like, when I was at UVM, all the games were, like, through ESPN or, yeah, other platforms. Uh, then we were with filmings, analyzing the opponents, analyzing us, using stats, using Wisecout. Thank you for listening to the Tales from the Trail podcast by Matchplay. If you're enjoying the podcast and find it valuable, please consider visiting buymeacoffee.com slash matchplay. These small donations collectively help offset costs and other expenses associated with production of the podcast so I can continue to offer this service for free. Please take an extra minute to rate and review the podcast where you listen. This is a huge help. Share the podcast with whomever you think would be interested and will help in their process. Check us out on matchplayrecruit.com for our social media links. See you on the trail.